This is Model Behavior, and I am Michael G. Gable. I am a full-time working model, believe it or not, and this is my podcast. Welcome to it. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Uh, I don't have a lot to report this week, so I'm going to keep this intro pretty short. It's just been a lot of driving around. I'm actually in between auditions right now, and then I have a shoot tomorrow, and we'll see what the weekend holds. It's a, <laughs> it's a one-day-at-a-time kind of lifestyle. But this is a great episode with my friend, fellow model, and workout buddy, Joselle Mariano. And despite having a great career in the industry, he has also been on the other side of the table as a casting director. He casts for some really big brands, and he's able to shed some light on that process. Um, in a previous episode, Will McNeil said that every casting agency has a reason for what they do, and Joselle is able to break it down, um, why they have those weird personality questions and what they're looking for in them, how to navigate group auditions, how to build rapport with the scene partner that you just met five minutes before in the waiting room. We talk about headshots and, of course, Instagram, and then things get a little little heavy because we talk about an experience that Joselle had with a, a friend and fellow female model, and it's an example of what happens when the industry turns a little dark and how he was able to provide some support and actually how social media shines in those type of situations. So it's a it's an important episode. It's a very valuable episode. And I think it's going to be relatable for a variety of reasons. So without saying too much more about it, please enjoy Joselle Mariano. I mean, in LA, it doesn't matter if you went to college. Yeah, I know. No one's checked my GPA or my resume. Exactly. A lot of my friends that have gone to college have not used their degree yeah. at all. What did you study when you went? Um, I studied, what did I study? Uh, when I first went to college, it was mechanical engineering. Cool. Uh, and then Smart. I dropped out of that. And then I studied graphic design. Cool. Then also I dropped cool. out of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went to a tech school to do network engineering. That I finished. Okay. Um, but it wasn't for a four-year degree. It was for a certification. That's like IT stuff? IT stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's then smart. Yeah, it was... I mean, it's it's going to be useful for forever. Well, from now on. Yeah. Unless computers, for some reason, all destroy or get destroyed. But uh, Some solar flare knocks out the system. Yeah, we have no computers for the rest of our lives. That would be great. But otherwise, I mean, I can get a job really anywhere doing anything computers. That's how I got my first job. Or yeah. My, my first job, my first career. Your first um, career. You're on to your yeah. second career, third career. I would say this is the third career. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into all your various careers, we always start the podcast with one question. There's okay. only one question. It is, what were you doing when you were seven years old? When I was seven, um, man, I was a useless kid when I was seven. <laughs> um, I was I was being the baddest kid in class at school, mm-hmm. and uh, I was playing video games with my brother. That was literally my entire life. What are we? What are we working with? Like Nintendo sixty four? No, dude. That was that was way after that. That was uh, I was Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I'm thirty three. I'm thirty two. So Nintendo and Super Nintendo. So Super Nintendo, Sega. But Mortal, we ran with the Nintendo for so long because my family wasn't like the the richest. Yeah. So we were like, well, we got a system and it's Nintendo. And we're gonna run this into the ground, and we 
rent. Yeah, rent. I wasn't allowed to have video games. Oh, you weren't? For a long time, so I'd play only at friends' houses. Mm. And I was pretty good up until Nintendo 64, like GoldenEye, Mario Kart. Yeah. And then the games got too complicated and I couldn't <laughs> keep up. So I was like, I'll just, I'll just watch. Like, <laughs> I was that kid. Yeah, everyone kind of like finds an age where they peter out of yeah. video games or whatever because it's fun for everybody at like when you're young. And yeah. then after a while, it's like, all right, this is getting too involved. Unless like, you want to be a Fortnite Exactly. When something. my brother started, my little brother started to get better at me than at video games, I stopped playing. I was yeah. like, mm, it's, it, you're better than me. This is, I'm, I'm not dedicated <laughs> to this anymore. Is that the brother just got married? Yeah. He just got married uh, two weekends ago, I believe. Well, the 20th of July. So that's Whenever two, that two was. weekends ago. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, which was, which was great. He's uh, three years younger than me. Just you two? Yeah, just us two. So he beat me. Uh, so you're the older troublemaker. I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a bit of a class clown as well. We talked about this on the last episode, but I think it's probably pretty common for people in LA who were attention seekers. For sure. Yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah, the ones that like the spotlight and want you know, yeah. people to look. And like you, I sort of bounced around. We were talking before about in college, like I went from econ major to English major to fine art major. Mm. And I ended up studying architecture but then moved to theme park design and then i did some graphic design on the side what and like sort of had these all these different career trajectories before i landed in the the modeling and commercial acting world yeah which it, is where i met you has all that gone by the wayside for you i don't do a lot of design projects anymore I, i'll build websites and do logo stuff for friends mm -hmm. but i don't like doing it for money because i just don't care about the clients as much yeah and it's it got to a point where when i was transitioning into being a full-time model the deadlines of turning in projects were overlapping with shoots that came up randomly. Right. So it was like one of these has to go. Right. And which one's making me happier? So I went the modeling route. And that was, sure. you know, it was perfect timing because it took a while to get to where I could pay the bills consistently with modeling. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, checks take a month or two to come and you don't know when the next job's coming. Right. So, so you have to I had to have that cushion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I had that cushion of doing freelance work for a while. But we met on a set in San Diego because yeah. we had the same agency in San Diego. Uh -huh. And Shannon I don't Freitas. remember what the job was. Solitube. Solitube. Oh, was that the one where we were selling solar? Yeah, we were like yeah. solar panel <laughs> installation workers. Yeah, you were my boss. I was your boss. <laughs> and I was giving you orders on how to like go out and install. These. And I was just making stuff up on the fly. Yes, and the client loved right. it because they're like, do you have a sales background? Because he sounds like you know what you're talking about. I was like, no, I'm just <laughs> acting. <laughs> Some of the jobs we get into are the weirdest things, man. Yeah. That was, uh, that was one of them, I would say. That was one of the weirder ones. Yeah, selling but solar it's like, whatever, I'll take the so day rate. Yeah, so, exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. I mean, I would much rather, I, and I'm telling people this right now because I'm going through a lot of stuff with taxes. Um, even if the job is like 500 bucks nowadays, I'm like, dude, I'll take, I'll just want to be working rather than sitting on my butt at home. You yeah. If it's I mean? a day where I know no big auditions are right. coming up or nothing's going on, like I want to be on set. If it's a last minute thing, yeah. bring me on. Especially if it's something that could be added to your portfolio right. or it's a, you know, a lot of people have said like, you know, producers on these small jobs will remember you for the big jobs. And then they get that SAG national. They're like, oh, remember Joe For like, sure. That's happened before. You know, he yeah. was, he was great on set and he didn't, he didn't complain about the shitty craft services. So let's give him this big job where he's eating steak for lunch. Yep. You yep. know, and, and that's happened many times, especially when you're working in the ones where you're really, they're calling in a favor from you. You yep. know what I mean? Where they're like, Hey, the rate is not great. Yeah. The conditions are going to suck and blah, 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 blah. But Hey, I can, if I, if something else comes up, I'll bring you on. And then, you know, sure enough, they do. And our, our agency in San Diego, there's a lot of direct bookings where it's like, you know, you drive to San Diego, it's two hours each way at best. Right. And then you work for eight to 10 hours and you know, the day rate's not great. But 
like you said, it's a day where nothing's going on and I mm-hmm. get to go be on set and hang out with people that maybe I've met before, maybe I haven't met before. Right. So it's always worth it. And like being on set is where you want to be. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't enjoy it, get out of here. It's, it's, man, it's, this is job can be some of the, some of the lowest lows and some of the highest highs at the same time. Cause yeah. there, there are times when work is not kind of happening and you're sitting at home and it's just it depressing. You know what I mean? You yeah. think about your other careers that uh-huh. you could have had. Uh huh. You know, but then there's days where you get on set and it's like a great raid. It's a great client and you're having so much fun with like your other actors or mm-hmm. models and it's, it's a blast. And you're like, dude, I do. I love this job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, and it's worth it to some personality types, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think it's that, that grind of proving that you want it day in and day out and going to the castings and driving. Like I have to drive to Gardena tomorrow, which is going to be an hour oh, that's for a lovely. casting. And then I'd, and then I'm driving back to Sherman Oaks to make it for this other casting that I just got. So it's like, but that's cool because I feel that pressure of like, I got to show up and for be sure. on my athletic game for this casting. And then I'm going to dress in business upscale business casual and do some like host thing for a Mexican cheese commercial. <laughs> like, but that's like a fun day for me, you know? And you know, it's, it's so, like the thing I like about it the most is how exciting it is um, because you don't know what you're going to be doing tomorrow right. or the next week. You right. know what I mean? And, and, and any job can turn into something huge or any day you'll get a call that mm-hmm. an audition is coming up that you would change your life. You know what I mean? And there's little things that can, that can be enormous jobs. Like yeah. clients that you would never think of, not even know the name of like pharmaceuticals or whatever. Oh yeah. Pay you like 80 grand for something. Easily. Which is crazy. Pharmaceuticals, cars and yeah. like tech. Oh, tech is great. Sometimes too. tech. Yeah. Not so it's, always. It's, it's exciting. Like I, I love not knowing what's going to happen because yeah. it, I think it's also just part of my personality. I don't like uh, really too much routine. I like to, be kind of excited about things and not know what's going to happen. Well, we were talking before the podcast, like you're pretty neat and orderly like me. Yeah. So yeah, do you think very. there's a balance that gets struck there? I think with so, like, for sure. You know, not having a nine to five, not having that, you know, 401k and pension and the like healthcare guaranteed oh, no, versus, you know, what we do where it's like, I don't know, this could be my last job ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it is funny because I love being in control Yeah, and being neat as I think a, a, a symptom of being in control, you know what I mean? And this job, we have absolutely none. Yeah. Um, other than the fact that we, you know, we have to keep our body in mm-hmm. shape and all this other stuff. Uh, other than that, we have no control. Uh, it's almost sadistic. Like you hear about CEOs who go to dominatrixes because they want to yeah. be out of control. Right, right. You know? So maybe that's part of and it. Maybe that's it, dude. Maybe that's <laughs> it. But uh, this is the one thing that I think is keeping me, um, I haven't been able to control, so it's like a challenge for mm-hmm. me. I think that's what it is for me mentally. Yeah. Well, I think the control, like you said, is staying mentally and physically in shape, mm-hmm. you know, putting in the work, knowing that you're not slacking off because you can easily slack off. You can skip castings. You can get out of shape. Oh, like yeah. I just came from my fitness agency where they were taking digitals, which are every few months they bring you in just to do like front, side, you know, back, three-quarter right. with your shirt off just to see what your current look is, what your hair, your facial hair, your body looks like. Right. And this was, you know, they called me in a week after I got back from vacation in Hawaii. And oh, I was no. like, of course, this is when you want me to take my shirt off <laughs> and like define my body for the next six months. Because last time I did it was right after Christmas. I was like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, we're, yeah. we're the people worst too. Like, the worst time. So I, you know, I cut carbs for the last week and then haven't drank water today <laughs> so just to like get that last little bit um but like yeah you have to be in control of yeah. yourself yeah and and it's um i think it's misleading too when it when when we see this this our industry on instagram or whatever because mm-hmm. our industry 
is one of vanity, you know, sure. Instagram lends itself to vanity. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, when they see our industry from the outside, they think it's just like, Oh, you just got discovered. And then now you can <laughs> be a model. You right. know what I mean? Where there's so much work behind it and so much that we have to contribute to this job mm -hmm. where, you know, and I know a lot of people that have moved out here who have been beautiful, but yeah. they had not had the work ethic. Um, and it's weird to say this job needs work ethic, but it absolutely does absolutely. Need work ethic, you know? Like, do you know one person who just like got discovered and just got whisked away on this amazing career? No, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I've met a lot of models and a lot of them, they all work very hard. Yeah. The ones who have, you know, carved out careers, but I... Maybe, and I'm not in the New York fashion editorial world as much, and I'm not in that. I don't know if that's so much of a scene here in LA, but I don't even know if it works that way in in those circles. Mm. Like uh, maybe in Europe, I don't know. But as far as I know, the models who succeed are the ones who work hard, and yeah. it's, they're the hardest working, and they're good looking, but they're not not necessarily the best looking. Like they're sure. just, you know, there's beautiful people everywhere, but there's not beautiful hardworking people everywhere. Yeah, I agree. I so agree. you can. You can set yourself apart that way. And, and I know, I, I do know a lot of people that have been, that weren't models that have been, you know, contacted by an agency and whatnot and have moved to LA and then got caught up in, you know, the party life and then, you know, the yeah. very socialite atmosphere that mm -hmm. LA tends to have. And they've washed out, you know, like sure. they don't live in LA anymore. They don't work in this. They have a quote unquote normal job now because yeah. after getting caught in all that kind of nonsense, you know, they didn't have the uh, energy or the whatever to go to work after that yeah have their best foot forward yeah we talked say. about that on the episode with emily valdez where she came out here at 18 mm -hmm. and was like this is kind of before instagram was really modely so you had to be out socializing that was like how you right. were on the scene as a you know an it girl fashion model and she had all kinds of access to celebrities and parties and it wasn't her thing yeah. she enjoyed it for a little and then was like no i gotta get to work i can't be hung over yeah. all the time and yeah there's definitely a balance there's like, a lot of real estate agents here who <laughs> You know, used oh, to dude. be actors. For sure. For sure. And it always strikes me as weird when um, I meet someone who moved to L.A. to be like an accountant or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, why would you pick this? Yeah, city? it's a weird city to move to. Oh, dude, for a normal job, in my opinion, it's like, oh, it's weird. I don't yeah. know. I don't get it. But hey, I mean, some people love this kind of like this atmosphere of, of the kind of constant trying to one-up each other in the social world. Yeah, trying to, you know, rubbing shoulders with the right. glitterati of LA. And we both go to the same gym in Hollywood, which is pretty sceney, I'd is, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like, I go to the gym and I just get to work, but like, it's fun to people watch because yeah. everyone there is in an outfit. For sure. And like the girls are matching and they have makeup yep. on, but some of the dudes are wearing... Like they look like Kanye West. Or like they're wearing all these like ripped up <laughs> oh, yeah. weird shit. I'm and like, dude, like, what is I'm, going on? I just on saw here? that the other day. Yeah, yeah. like crazy vintagey tank top that's down to his knees. And yeah, like ripped up holes up here. Yeah. yeah, and like like the drop crotch like sweatpants. Yeah, and... I'm like, dude, you cannot be comfortable. Yeah, you're getting all that just moist. It's so <laughs> bizarre, but yeah, people people are enamored by that, and I don't really have that itch, so I have avoided it for the yeah. most part. I don't either. You know, the only reason I go to that gym is because it's clean. Yeah, like it's the, convenient. It's cl clean, convenient, and it's nice to, you know, clean up afterwards, like take a shower and stuff yeah. like that. If it, I, I don't care about the social status mm -mm. or any of that stuff. Mm -mm. I like it because it's clean. Yeah. And the, and the weights are where I expect them to be. Yeah, everything's put away. I mean, I used to work out at the Gold's Gym in Venice when I lived there, which was ideal because it's... Like they have everything. It's a huge gym, but it's there's no frills. Yeah. But people are there to work. fucking work. Right, right. And you'll be watching the Swedish powerlifting team just 
squatting 600 for oh, reps God. and then like mike o'hearn is there arnold pops in and jay cutler's working out really like, oh yeah oh yeah oh, oh dude i i see uh what's his name uh who's the old uh, fabio yeah he goes to the west hollywood yeah i see him in west hollywood all the time yeah that's so funny that dude's a character too he co- he works out like in jeans and cowboy boots or whatever that's fabio <laughs> yeah. He's, he can do whatever he wants <laughs> i guess so i guess you're right yeah you're right how are your workouts bro Workouts are great. Yeah, workouts are workouts have been really good. And and the thing that sucked is today, I was reading a thing about the owner of Equinox holding a fundraiser. Yeah, for Trump. That's been circulating. And I was like, no, this yeah. is the one solace I have in LA, dude. Working out to me is my favorite yeah, thing to do. Me too. Like if I'm having a bad day, I'm like, I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm mm-hmm. put on my music, I'm gonna work out, and I'm gonna feel amazing. Yeah. And and now I'm like no I I have to feel guilty about going to everyone's like to we're Equinox. we're quitting Equinox because he's I'm like I don't know I'm like what is, is there another option Yeah I, I need something clean and like because the the steam room and all that yeah. other stuff I nice. I love it. there's there's good things about it and I'm like like I said I'm not doing it for the social status No I'm doing it for a clean gym If you can get me a clean gym I'll pay any price yeah. not any price but you know what I mean It's I'll pay a price I'll pay a price I'll, I'll pay, pay I'll a, price. a price yeah. a price it's some price. price. <laughs> But other than that, man, pretty good price. It, working out is is truly one of my favorite things. Where are you at? Are you still? You were trying to put on some weight last yeah, time yeah. I checked in with you. Uh, I'm 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 pretty close right now. I'm at like one fifty seven. I'm dude, sitting around so, it. You're I'm so, so lean, light, dude. I'm yeah. so light. Uh, I'm trying to hit one sixty five because, okay. but, but also like because my my height and frame, like my uh, my wrists are small, and that's how you you know how much muscle mass you yeah. should be oh, on your really? body. Yeah, it's your wrists and your ankles. Huh. But uh, yeah, it's 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 been good. I've been I've been eating a lot lately. I've been starting to take creatine and creatine. Yeah, is, creatine will help. Huge. Just puts water into you, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the pump that I get mm-hmm. on creatine. Feels like my skin is gonna rip. Yeah. So you're probably a pretty hard gainer. Like, you, oh, it seems like you stay lean. Very, very hard. Dude. No problem staying lean. No problems at all. Like, yeah. if I stop eating four meals a day for like a week, I'll drop back to my natural weight, like yeah. 145. 145. Yeah, 145. I'll sit at 145 if I don't eat like a beast and work out. It's, it sucks. See, I I don't lose. I just like redistribute. So my body oh, will really? just like turn muscle to fat real fast. Oh, right. And I'll just sit at 190 and get doughier <laughs> and doughier. <laughs> or I can be 190 and like 4% right, and feel right. great. Shredded, yeah. 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 I've been sitting pretty heavy lately. I was like 195. You came off vacation. Yeah, but even before that, I was like, my weight was just up. But I was strong. I think I was just had a lot of extra muscle. Do you do a lot of cardio or no? No, no, yeah, like cardio. Yeah. Cardio is a myth. I don't know what cardio is. Cardio just makes me hungrier. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like harder to stay like where I want to be. Yeah. But I do a lot of activity. Like I surf. Mm. I'll play golf and walk the course. I'll go hiking with Ella. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I do activities. I don't. I don't like go on the treadmill. Yeah, just sit on the treadmill. I can't. Just, yeah, it's, it's. I don't have enough time to, me. to do an hour on the treadmill. And it's not enjoyable. No, like lifting running, is enjoyable. Yeah, say yeah for sure. Like when I was growing up, every sport that I played, running was the punishment. Yeah. 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 And so like now running, why would I do that? For I hate fun, running. You know what I mean? Like it's not fun at all. Yeah. It's funny because I started as a, like a running model. That's how it got me. Oh, into really? Modeling. Yeah. Oh, you were, that's how you got with SLU? Yeah. And I hate running. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll do it for like 10 feet if you pay me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> just did it. one for Brooks. Yeah. Uh, the Brooks. shoe company. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I ran more on that job that I probably have in the last five years combined. Oh, some running shoots are no joke. It's like a real marathon. And that's dude. why they're like, bring real runners to set. Mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. an agency like SLU will 
have talent who can run around like yeah. 10 miles a day. Dude, I faked that shit so well. Yeah. Like I was running, run, and it was funny too because I had an Achilles problem. Mm-hmm. Um, in the day of the shoot, like I was in my hotel room because I got my hotel and I was walking around limping and I was like, oh my God, this sucks. <laughs> but I discovered on the way to the shoot that if I jogged, it didn't bother me Yeah, and they wouldn't see me limp. Yeah. So I jogged literally from everywhere, in everywhere to from crafty to the bathroom. Like, like, this guy's motivated. Yeah, they were like, this dude has run every step of this shoot. It's amazing. And I was exhausted, but it was literally the only thing I could do. Or else would like run me. Yeah, I was just running. They were like, all right, back to one. And all the other models would walk. I'd jog and I'd be the first yeah. one to just wait for it. <laughs> but that you should do that if you like get back to one like hustle up you know yeah yeah like, be the be the fast mover yeah exactly sometimes people get in these conversations where like all right guys like you're making us all look the bad. ad yeah, yeah the ad will start will start chipping on you yeah. yeah but you've been on the other side of things the casting side of things which is kind of why i wanted to talk to you and pick your brain yeah yeah um you did a casting for a car commercial. We ended up on together. Actually, you somehow snuck yourself in there. Yeah, I know as it talent as well. It happens uh, a lot. And then you did some casting for Harley Davidson, which yeah. I think I had a callback or an avail, but I was booked out, so we couldn't make that one work. Yeah, Harley was uh, one of my bigger clients. Uh, bigger as in you know more regular. I had I had many jobs with them. Yeah, um, and I I worked in casting pretty much since I moved from L- to L A. from yeah. San Diego. Um, and the reason I got into casting was when I, uh, first got into the industry, I was still an engineer mm-hmm. and the producer I worked with eventually, um, long story short, got me into casting and helped me, you know, do some jobs for her up here. Yeah. Uh, and then I eventually took over the market for her up here because she focused on stuff down in San Diego, but it always gave me a unique perspective uh, as an actor and a model to see what happens on the other side of the table sure. um, and decision-making that kind of happens and takes place back there. And it's very, very weird. It's very eye-opening, very weird. And it was a huge learning experience. And also I think the best side job I could ever have had being an actor and a model. Yeah. I mean, you'll see it all the time. You'll see guys who you've seen in many rooms running the cameras and they'd be like, Oh, that He's on a commercial. Yeah. And it makes sense because if you're behind the camera watching these actors fail over and over again right. and not hit their marks, exactly. you know what the you know the traps that people mm-hmm. fall into are and you can mm-hmm. avoid them. And we talked with Killian McHugh last week about how he just saw that none of the acting classes were reflecting how casting worked, in the, right. especially in the commercial world. Mm-hmm. So I imagine you've seen a lot of... I've seen a lot silly of silly videos. Yes. I've seen a lot of silly videos. I've seen a lot of great actors, and I've seen a lot of weird things that people do to try to stick out. And yeah, a lot of it isn't needed. You know, like what? Um, I always so, wonder about that. So the 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 worst one, the one that always sticks out my head when somebody asks me this question, is I had one for a big grocery chain, and we asked for real families, mm-hmm. and so one group came in, and they were I I. I don't think they were a family. For sure, they weren't a family. Yeah. And that, to me, is like the first red flag. If you're going to come in as real family, either fake it to the point that I can't tell mm-hmm. or be a real family. Yeah. You know, because if, if you are not a real family, you get to client and they're like, this isn't a real family. It looks bad on casting director. Right. Right. For sure. So this family came in. What they did was they each brought in a food product from that grocery store. Oh, so they thought they would like yes. support the brand. Right. And... and it was like, what are you doing? So they brought in like hot dogs. One kid was holding hot dogs. Just holding them. Just holding the packages. <laughs> somebody was holding a gallon of milk. And then whenever I'd ask them a question like, hey, what did you, what do you guys like to do on the weekends? 
they would say like, oh, we love to go shopping at blank. And I'm we like, love milk. Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> terrible. Like they, I wanted to just stop the audition and be like, that's no, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And you don't need to do that thing because 90% of a commercial is just coming in and just looking the part. Mm-hmm. As soon as you walk in the door, I can either tell if you're going to book or not going to book. Yeah. You know, there's so much that's out of our control and so much that we can't do, but it's either you fit the brand or you don't like, that's really it. There are a lot of people that I've, that I love as, you know, people as, as I think they're great models or great actors. Um, and I put good notes on them every time when they come in and they just don't match the brand. Yeah. So the, the, the client will just go with somebody else. And I think that, you know, it's, you very, you get thin sliced very much in the modeling and commercial world, but it goes all the way up to theatrical. Yeah. I was at a fitting yesterday for a commercial I'm doing and, one of the other talent is actually a Netflix writer. Mm. So I don't know why she was on this commercial world. Good for her. And she was talking about how when they bring people in for casting, the producers and the developers have no creativity. Yeah. So they'll be like, ah, she's too old. And th- this writer was like, I want to just give her a ponytail. And like, it's, she, we can, yeah. they're like, no, nah, she's, she's so old. Like, yeah. we can't, <laughs> yeah. it's not possible. So, I mean, that just goes to show that you're either it or you're not. Yes. So you can try to, be clever in your personality interview and i'm sure it helps a little bit but don't overthink it the other day just be you yeah it helps a little bit but you can i you can lose yourself the job in the room yeah but nine times out of ten you can't win yourself the job like if you're not the part yeah you don't look the brand and you're yeah an amazing actor you're just such a good personality it's it's not going to go through like yeah that's what's different in the theatrical world but commercials that's generally the case that's the other thing she said about casting for netflix shows she's like the only time they ever change their mind about what they have as a vision for the character is when it's a complete 180 yes like oh maybe someone with al who's an albino walked right. in they're like ooh, yeah, yeah but other than that they're like yeah. no we have this idea and if you don't walk in with the right ponytail or already mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. can't imagine that you're possibly putting up a ponytail right you know and that's that's kind it. of dispiriting but also sort of a relief because you know that you all you have is you and yeah, like yeah. it's someone said you can't lose a role that wasn't yours i don't know where that quote that's goes a, back that's to. a great that's a great yeah that's but a great like you, you didn't lose a role it wasn't yours to begin with yeah and killian yeah. said the same thing you came out even steven you didn't have the role when you walked in the room right so you right. walked out with nothing when right. you came in with nothing exactly so yeah, yeah. just keep that in mind and i always try to have like a positive idea when i am on a veil and then i lose it i'm like Whoever got that job, like, I really hope he needed to make rent. Like, I really <laughs> hope that guy needed it so bad. Oh, man, you're a better man than me because I don't have those thoughts. I am so bitter. I am so bitter. Like, being on a veil is almost, like, the worst thing in it's my life. It's the mind. worst. Like, you don't even want to know when you're on yeah, a veil. Yeah, I know. Especially when it's, like, a big, big job. Like, there was oh, a yeah. job I got, like, uh, I was going to be shooting in Rome for... 10 days and the, the day rate was $10,000 and I was like yeah and they put me on a veil they asked for my passport yeah. and everything they had yep. me sign paperwork yep. and the day I was supposed to fly out they're like hey we're going another direction like, it's it. heartbreaking you already play, play plan what you're going to oh, do oh dude you plan everything yeah I was telling friends to come by while I was there I was <laughs> like I'll probably pay for your ticket whatever I'm, I got 10 grand a day yeah I did a casting with so I did this Chinette commercial and I got married in the commercial yeah and then I went to a casting for some pregnancy test. And it was a job that was shooting in Prague for like 10 days. Oh, the buyout was $100,000. Yeah. And I went to the callback and I was matched up with 
my wife from the Chinette spot. Oh, no and I was like, great, we have chemistry. Yeah. We walk into the callback room and the director is the director from the Chinette no. spot. And we were like, oh shit, we're ringers. Like she's like, and she didn't really acknowledge us. So yeah. we were like, oh, she brought us in. Like we're going to, and then we got put on a veil and we're on a veil for legit two weeks, just waiting. Oh my God. And they're asking for a passport number. And at the end we got let go <laughs> because they went with a real couple so they could pay them 1.5 times the rate instead of two, two. rates. <sighs> Yeah. And I was like, I would have taken my point five. Yeah, like, just, just ask me. <laughs> yeah. I would have done it. Oh, my God. But that's, you know, sometimes there's those life-changing, amazing opportunities to go to Rome yeah. for a hundred grand. Yep. And sometimes you might get them, but other times you won't. <laughs> yes. I know, man. And it is, it's such, it's, that's the roller coaster part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like we were saying, when you get put on a veil, you, you have all these expectations, these plans, and all these things yeah. that go into your head. And as soon as you get released, it all gets replaced with disappointment. You know, yeah. it's such a high and then you get right back down to the bottom. You it's, can't even think about it. It's amazing I, how that works. I like, I'm kind of superstitious about it. Like I don't even tell people when I'm on a veil because yeah. I think it jinxes it. Right, right. The other thing I hate is when you walk out of an audition or a callback and you've had a scene partner and they're like, all right, see you on set. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> no one's ever said that and then been on set together. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true that is true. i've never that's had someone so say that to me and then seen them on set that's so funny <laughs> because it goes back to that thing where the ones you think went well you don't book oh dude it's and, and this comes from casting too is is and i've heard this from many other peer like peers in, in casting mm-hmm. or where they tell me that the best actor usually doesn't get the job yeah. um, and that goes for modeling too and like i said there are people that i like vibe with you know mm-hmm. what i mean it goes well i'm like yo that was amazing like yeah. i tell them in the room like that was amazing that was great that's exactly what the client is looking for yeah turns out that's not what the client is looking for they go in another direction and it doesn't matter that they were the best actor it doesn't just matter. didn't have the perfect look not at all yeah exactly doesn't matter at all like there was one i was doing for walmart and then a family came in this is another family thing we mm-hmm. didn't even have like a grandpa role but somebody came in family of five with a grandpa yeah and we didn't have a grandpa role but at the callbacks i was with the client where they were looking through pictures and they were like oh my god that guy the grandpa had a cast Mm -hmm. and it's walmart blue and they (laughs) ended up picking that family for that i bet it was a fake cast Uh, dude it it was the weirdest thing because there were beautiful families from like cesd you know they have beautiful families and all that stuff beautiful beautiful families i was like i could totally see them in a walmart commercial they went with a family that had a guy that had a Walmart blue cast. So it, it's so much is out of control. And it's so the, much the crazy thing is like, you know that story, but all those families who auditioned and think they nailed it, they'll never know they'll that never it know. came down to, like, you'd laugh it off if you heard, oh, it's because of a Walmart blue yeah. cast, but you'll never know. You just think I wasn't good enough. Right, exactly. You know, or I didn't do a good enough job. Exactly. And that, that's how you can get beaten down unless you keep in mind the fact that all you can bring is your best to the table. Mm-hmm. And then after that, let the gods take yeah, it over. Yeah. And, and that's that's a very, very true thing. And I think more people need to, with coming into this industry, need to understand is is when you come in and you, you get all these rejections, it's mm-hmm. not a reflection on you or it doesn't yeah. say anything about you and your 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 who you are as a person and your talent. You know yeah, I mean? your persistence is yeah. what says the yeah. most about you. Do you For take sure. those rejections and just march on? Right. You're going to see a lot of no's and you're going to feel like you are like useless in this industry. You don't think yeah. that your booking rate is like you know, 20% or something like that when other Maybe. people are like 70, 80. No one's booking rate is 80%. Dude, I don't think so. But I, <laughs> when I first started, I was around that number down in San Diego. Really? I think it was because Smaller market, smaller market yeah. you know? Um, but 
you know, you it's it's easy to compare yourself to your failures, and it's yeah. it's, it's not about your failures in this industry. It is, this industry is very much about things out of your control. Yeah, I have a question about so when I did that Harley audition for you, yeah. Yeah. it's just a personality question, which is super common for modeling castings, and then a lot of commercial castings are just like, what's the last trip you went on, or like, you know, what's your favorite food? Yeah, yeah. So what are you looking for in those castings? Um, so in that one in particular. They just want to see if you're not awkward on camera. Yeah, okay. That's literally the only if reason. If you clam up. Or... Right, right. Because after um, after callbacks, like they're not even looking at those videos anymore. Yeah. They just want to see. They, they they see somebody's look and they're like, okay, maybe. Let's see how he looks on video. And they also kind of want to just see you move around. Yeah. Because if they see you on your photos and for some reason like your eyes are big because the flashes mm-hmm. make your eyes big or whatever. But mm-hmm. they see you on video like, oh, no, he looks great. Then they'll call you in and see you in person. Yeah. That's the only reason for Harley. So don't put too much pressure on those things. No, don't do much pressure. Like uh, there's some things you don't do. Like if you don't mention like a competitor. Sure, of course. Or don't talk shit or don't, you know, about the brand or whatever. But as long as you're a personable person and just, you know, be yourself. Yeah. That's it. That's And the other big note you always get is like, don't talk about acting or modeling. Yeah. Like what do you do for fun? Like, well, I go to acting class. Yeah, have a personality. (laughs) Like it's a personality question. You know what I mean? Like have a personality. And in LA, there's the most common things. Uh, What do you, what do you like to do for fun? I like to hike. Yep. (laughs) I like to go to the beach. Like those are the two, like I hear all the time. I had a casting director walk out to the waiting room and go, if one more fucking person talks about Runyon Canyon. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, seriously, it's crazy. Yeah. you will notice so many patterns in being in casting, like the same things people do and yeah. say. And like when, when you think you're original, like things that I thought were original going into the room, I heard 200 times in a day when I was a casting director. And you're so caught off guard because you don't know what question's coming. No. And you you're, you know you're on camera, so you don't want to think too long or yeah. have, have a silly face. So you're just like, uh. You just throw something dumb you out You got to say something and hope that you've got something what, in your what brain. What is the dumbest way you've answered a personality question in, in modeling? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I can't think of anything super dumb off the top of my head because I have one and it's terrible and I know. Yeah, it's why go I, ahead. It's why if you got a good one. Dumb. So like, uh, <laughs> you know, there was the one where they say, "Oh, what's a what's a fun fact about you?" Yeah, I don't know why I picked this. Why in the world I picked this? But I told everybody it was like the 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 callback session when producers were in there. I was like, um, I've uh, I've dated sisters right after each other before. <laughs> Wow, humble brag, <laughs> dude! It was the worst. And then right after it came out of my mouth, I saw their face, and they're like, "What a fucking douchebag!" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, I'm an idiot." Yeah, that's. I have no idea why it came out of my mouth. Did that you book the job? Hell no. <laughs> I don't. I would think. I don't think I was called into that office again. I was just such a douche. Yeah, that's not a. That's not a good answer. I would would avoid that. Yeah, yeah. It never came out of my mouth again. It, 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 I don't. I, man, it was early in my career. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Early I'm trying to think. Career. I told Emily Valdez a story about how I went to a Jim Beam audition, and they're like, "What's your favorite drink?" And I said, "Chocolate milk." <laughs> And the guy was like, no. <laughs> but I booked that. Yeah, that's no, see, funny. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, like, that's a great answer. Yeah. That's a great answer. <laughs> and it was honest. Dude, like, there, was a, there was one that was like for summer friends. Yeah. And so they had a, it was a group audition. They were like, oh, so what do you like to do in the summer? And I told them, like, I was like, well, this is me being honest. Uh, I, I really like to watch people play video games on YouTube. <laughs> I ended up booking it. Yeah. And I was like, and, and they were like, really? I was like, why do you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I, I mean. It's just something interesting. Yeah. It's just, it was just interesting. And it was like something I actually did when I was like eating breakfast or yeah. like watch people play YouTube. Because I mean, 
they're not they don't care they're gonna book you based on the fact that you like to go skimboarding right, or whatever yeah, yeah otherwise they'd ask you like what's your surfing background exactly. you know what's your skimboarding background it's if you have which, a personality yeah you know a lot of times when they do like they'll bring five people in the room and they'll just go down the line and ask the same question or variation of the same question mm-hmm. uh i like to kind of piggyback off what someone else has said and like maybe kind of jab at them a little bit because it gets a little camaraderie going right right, right. and shows like oh i can be in a room with five strangers and make it look like we're friends exactly um which is a big part of casting is it's like can this guy you know, be in a car and look like these are his best right, friends. Right. You know, those are the ones I always have the best luck at in yeah. commercials when it's like a group casting. Cause yeah. then I, I, I am so comfortable jumping in a group and just like acting like yeah. I've been there the whole time. Those know? are, those are the fun ones. It's like 10 AM. They're like, all right, we're gonna put on some music. Everyone just oh dance. My God. Have a good time. <laughs> dancing ones. We've got some solo cups. Just cheers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they always put on like the worst dancing song. Like you can't really dance to this. No, it's, it's just like whatever's cool at the moment. Oh yeah. We had one where, it was like a period piece for like Applebee's. They were doing some flashback scene yeah. and we were all dressed in seventies garb oh and Lord we had to pretend like we were dancing. And one guy thought it'd be funny. Like if the beers we were pretending to drink were spiked with acid and like in this 30 second dance sequence, <laughs> he like insinuated that we were all on tripping on acid and like flying so high. What? Like, we were all just like, um, we kind of <laughs> ran with it, but kind of didn't. <laughs> I don't think any of us booked that one, but see, well, like you were in the land where you're like, do I yes and this? Yeah. <laughs> do, I, do I go with this? Or it was complete? like a scene out of uh, Almost Famous. Like there's uh, acid in the beer and the red cups. Oh my god! <laughs> Sometimes you do have a partner in auditions where they completely like, dude, you just bombed it for me. Yeah, I mean when it's one on one and like you're sitting in a car driving, and they're like, all right, so maybe like talk about something up top and then get into the lines, yeah. and you know, you're gonna pull over and find some food and. Sometimes that person's just giving you nothing. nothing. Yeah. And it's hard or like establishing intimacy with a stranger is not easy mm-hmm. in, you know, maybe you get a couple minutes where you're matched up in the waiting room and then you're sitting in these fake this chair with a like a steering wheel on a stick in front of you yeah. pretending you're driving through the countryside. I don't know the best way to to establish that sort of rapport like yeah in, in, in a quick quick um like really really quickly yeah um well here's something i have noticed when when in casting and that happens with those like two people auditions um a lot of times we can tell that somebody is better than their partner really and they have potential if they were given a better partner yeah um so in, in casting a lot of times i would have like right before they walk i'm like hey can you just just stay for a second mm-hmm. and then i'll just call another person and have them do it with them. yeah or a uh, client will see, and I'll give them the note like, "Hey, this guy's great. His partner was not great, but I think you should see him in a callback." Yeah, you know that's good to know. I mean, um, a good improviser should be able to work off anything. Sure, yeah, yeah, and even play into it if it's awkward. You know, right, like, right, exactly. Sorry, man, I didn't mean to like step on your toe. Back yeah, then, you know, it, I I think every model and actor should try to observe a cat like do a sit-in yeah in a casting session one time because you learn so much even from the first session yeah I and bet. little things will stick out to you as you see them over and over and over and over again you're like okay i'm never doing that again or i'm never doing this what are, what are the some of the tropes that stick out or some of the mannerisms that people uh, like shaking hands oh don't shake hands when i was when i was when i first started i was always like do i shake hands do i not shake hands no i hated when people shake yeah hands. i hate when people would like go out of their way to shake my hand walk across the room across the yeah, table yeah. yeah and i'm like dude oh God, just do your thing. Yeah. Like, just go there and do your thing, you know? And then, uh, like, not putting on deodorant. Yeah. Especially when I'm in a small casting room. Like, there have been times when they have stunk up the entire room and I had to leave the door open, <sighs> light a candle, and yeah. it was just like, oh, 
And don't wear too much cologne on the no, flip no, side. No, yeah, no, not too, like don't make anything offensive either way. Yeah, you, you want to be like not seen and not, you want to come right. in like right. and then disappear like a ghost. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And the people that do the best are always the ones that just made it look effortless. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't try too hard to stick out. They didn't do anything that was like a gimmick. Yeah. They went in and they did their job. Like even when I'm like, all right, turn profiles and they know what profiles are. And I'm like yeah. three quarters and they know what three quarters are. Yeah. And like hands front face and they know that shit. I'm just like, great, you are a professional and like, that's just that getting sticks out to me that's just getting it like going through the reps like your first audition you usually just get thrown into it and you're like wait my hands how do you want yeah, to see my yeah. hands they're like yeah put your hands in front of your face and then flip mm-hmm. them over and like you get mm-hmm. used to that that kind of just muscle memory of like oh I, this is what i expect in an audition yep. um because unless you've taken a class you can't have any way of knowing how weird it is to walk into mm-hmm. an audition and they're all different like yeah. sometimes a lot of times we don't show the hands a lot of times we don't show the full body sometimes we slate sometimes we don't yeah. you know and, and just like knowing, it just makes you look professional to, to the cast and director. Yeah. And it, and that holds a value, I think, because then I know you've done your reps, you know what you're going to do on set, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to, you, you know how this works. We're not taking a chance on you. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I like to go in, nail it to the best of my ability and then not be rude, but be pretty much out the door as they're saying goodbye and thank you to me. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I want to be like, they're like, well, that guy just came in and fucking did his thing yeah where'd he go like, yeah you don't have to be like uh it's it's not being a dick either you no know I mean? you're still being polite like thanks general. have a good yeah, day guys yeah yeah and then out, i'm like, out the door great i'm not here to waste your time yeah i love that like, yeah i love that a lot and then here's another thing that i've, I've noticed in casting too is uh, a lot of people when they first start especially in commercial world they go out all the time like mm-hmm. like two three times a day yeah know? and then all of a sudden after a couple of years they're like well everything's dried up i'm like what's what what, what happened in casting, I found out that the reason for that is CDs don't want to keep presenting the same people yeah. to clients. You know, like, because when I first started casting, I knew that there's a couple people that I always called in Yeah. when I first started. And then I'm, after maybe like a couple months of calling in, I'm like, okay, I've seen them like maybe eight times. Mm-hmm. And even if the client, client has never seen them, I just wouldn't call them again. Yeah, you need to freshen things up. And that's like... It's the same with if you book an e-commerce job, like you're going to have it for a couple of years and they're going to probably go with a new model because they just, they don't want the same face in their magazine or on their website all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's just part of the cycle. So that's when, you know, updating your headshots, you can sneak in some new headshots. Maybe the casting looks like like, like, he changed his facial hair. He's got a new haircut. Not to say you should change your look, but just, I don't know. As you age, you need to. Like, I update my headshots every year, right, right. at minimum, and then my portfolio and all that is always evolving. Mm-hmm. But I think getting new headshots and just freshening things up is a, a smart move. Absolutely, I think yeah. it's important because I I do remember people's headshots. Yeah. Um. When I and I've seen them so many times, like, okay, are you doing anything? Like, do you still look like this? Yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah. I know they don't look like that headshot. Yeah. Like, how different do they look now? You know mm-hmm. what I mean. And headshots themselves are weird because yeah half the time like i think you look like your headshot but a lot of people don't look like their headshot well they're old or they're bad headshots i mean there's a lot of shitty headshots that like like 99 dollars special it's like no you should invest in your headshots pay pay for your headshots they're very specific and did you know there's a feature on casting frontier and i use this all the time um where instead of viewing submissions by their headshot you view them by their last slate shot in the room really yeah it's a great feature like wow. an amazing feature because then I see what they look like in the room. Yeah. The downside of that is if their last one was like, they were like in a hot dog costume. And they had <laughs> like, How often you know, is that? It, dude, it's <laughs> funny because it'll be all these normal looking people. And yeah. then like a clown, like full on clown, clown makeup. 
and then there's like a hot dog. It, it's it's really funny, but it is like the best tool because it yeah. saves me so much time because people don't look like their headshots. I expect them not to look like their headshots nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I try to be pretty consistent. Obviously, my facial hair fluctuates the most. My right. hair is pretty consistent, but like my beard grows out, then I have to shave it. But I'm mm-hmm. always in like the scruff yeah. area, yeah, yeah. which is what my headshots reflect. I, I think people should do their headshots. They should use makeup. Yeah. Um, even guys. I think guys, it helps because a little bit. That's what you're going to look. Yeah. Because when I did my headshots, I had a little, very little makeup on yeah. just to like even the tones. Yeah. What you're going to look like stuff. on camera. Right. Right. I don't think they should be retouched. I don't think they should be like all those little things. Color correction, fine. Yeah. But anything where you're brightening this or like doing this, dodging and burning that. I don't think you should do that because it's it's wasting your time and it's wasting casting. It's time. a slippery slope too. But after you like after a little bit of editing, you pull back and you're like, that's a doll. Like, yeah. You look like yeah. an Instagram model. Yeah, dude. You know? I I hate retouched headshots. Like ones that yeah. are too retouched. Because yeah, it's a great photo now. Yeah. But it's not a good headshot because a good headshot should represent you. And what are you hiding? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't want to waste your time again. Because you don't want to be called to the room based on your headshot. Yeah, and then disappoint them. Yeah, exactly. Disappoint them, yourself. You waste time driving there. You pay for parking, all this stuff. And now you're not going to get the job. You know what I mean? Look like yourself and you'll get, maybe you'll get less auditions, but you'll have more success. You'll get the auditions that are meant for you. Exactly. Because not makeup, they photoshopped you you. because you looked like this. Yeah. If you're coming in like that, then you've already won like 50% of it, you know? Yeah. All you have is your face. Yep. Yep. And they're um, gonna see it eventually, you know. You can't hide exactly, it yeah. You can't filter yourself in the audition, right? Unless you're like willing to like face tune yourself every time you walk in a room. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's people who are willing to do that, dude. I don't, I don't doubt that. Especially in LA, man. There's a lot of yeah. plastic out here. I'm you, not hating on plastic, but you know, yeah, I mean, plastic's whatever. But <laughs> you, you've kind of railed against Instagram in the past. I've noticed you had a post recently that was about how Instagram is all the highlight reel of people's oh, lives, man, yeah, and like exposing the bloopers is what's you know not necessarily yeah. what's more important but is necessary as well absolutely necessary i think it's absolutely necessary because because i think what what instagram harbors is a sense of of unhealthy competitiveness yeah um because people will go out there and they compare their lives to these uh, these people who don't mind not showing the 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 struggles and the downfalls you know what i mean so as soon as somebody who is trying and working hard yeah. is doing these things and they have a pitfall or a struggle that they've never seen any instagram model that they follow had mm-hmm. they feel like they're a failure yeah you know and i think that's unhealthy and it's not it's not encouraging anybody you know what i mean yeah like these things that we put out into the world should be encouraging for other people instead of making people feel like they're not good enough mm-hmm. because it can be very braggadocious. And of course you want to celebrate your successes, but at the same time, like you don't have to make it seem untrue. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't have to uh, only show the good things. Yeah. It's, it's fun to find that balance of like, I mean, especially when you're posting like new modeling work and you just feel like such a douche for post. Like it's like, <laughs> I'm proud of this and like, it's good for my portfolio, which is on Instagram you always have to try to have some like self-deprecating comment at the very I least. Do, yeah. But then like I like to show, especially in my stories, that's I don't know, more realistic life, you mm-hmm. know, because it's mm-hmm. not all, you know, makeup on set with perfect lighting. Right. And my life is messy at times. Yeah, dude. And I'm proud of it. Like I'm I'm an open book, so I'm willing to share it. But you definitely see people who's just it's so curated. 
and then you meet them and you're like there's not there's nobody home here there's no like person here oh dude it's weird like there there are people that i've met on set and you know they they are they have this air about them that they're like this glamorous high high class always on a boat in Ibiza kind of person and they leave set in like a 2001 Honda Civic you know what I mean that has like a busted wheel which is fine (laughs) which is fine that's a great actor car but it's like (laughs) it's like it always the uh the what do you call that the die is it dichotomy? Is that one yeah, dichotomy. Yeah, it, that always strikes me. It yeah. always strikes me. It's like, why don't you show this? Like, this is mm-hmm. your, your your real life. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. have to be ashamed of this. Yeah, it's like, I mean, pe- I guess people want. I don't know if they're doing it for the the people they feel like they're in competition with, or the people back home that they're trying to prove that I moved to LA and I yeah. made it work. Yeah. But I mean, LA there is glitz and glamour, but it's just hustle. And it like, is, it's yeah. like shitty apartments and street parking and, <laughs> you know, like fucking food for less runs. Oh and, dude. You know? So, so tell me how you, how you feel about, uh, cause Instagram is experimenting with, uh, hiding the amount of likes, yeah. uh, in other countries. They haven't done the U S in Australia yeah. and some other countries. And what was your take on that? I mean, I think it's interesting. It, it definitely relieves some of the pressure. Like, cause I, you know, I see my engagement and like, I don't even influence. I've been reached out to by brands and I have like a micro influencing level following, but yeah. I've never gotten paid for anything because I just think it gets gross fast and then your yeah, page becomes that kind of page. Yeah. Also, I'm, I kind of throw my art and my whatever on my, my Instagram. So it's not one lane. I, I think it's interesting. I don't, I don't mind it. I'm not scared of it. I just worry about like influencers. Are they all going to like, is it a bubble going to pop? Yeah. Or yeah. do they still have their insights behind, you know, their their backdoor data where they can show that they're getting their engagement and I don't know. Yeah. I I think it's going to I, I think it's great in in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, because I'm sure you have experienced this, or maybe you haven't, but there are times where you post something you're really excited about, mm-hmm. you know, and it gets low engagement. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, Am I really excited about this? Do I really like this thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you stop doing that thing that you enjoyed right. that the world didn't. You know what I mean? That's that's I've never heard it explained like that, but yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know what your engagement's like, but like, I've realized that my best engagement is just if my abs are showing. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. It's the more slutty I can be, the yeah. better engagement I have. And it feels kind of, yeah, slutty, but it's like, okay, I know that like, that's what my Instagram fans want, but I'm also going to share like my musings about creativity sure. and art and work ethic and like my dog and like my friend and my girlfriend and like, you know, those people that don't want to see that I have a girlfriend, but I'm going right. to post her because right. like. She's that's my fucking life. life. Exactly. I'm proud of it. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. I've never thought about like, it could, it could indirectly influence what you care about you, in your yeah. own life because you're not getting the validation exactly. externally. Exactly. And I yeah. think that is scary. That, yeah. That's, that's definitely scary because like if someone is like, you do your art you mm-hmm. know what I mean? and every time you posted art, no one gave a shit. Yeah. You know, they wanted to see your abs. Yeah. You know, part of you would be like, all right, well, I'm not I guess I'll just that. go to the gym. Yeah, work yeah. On art. I'm give up my art because. But yeah, then it's nice because people won't be, you know, judging this post first. This post and their page will reflect right. what they actually care about. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. I I would think that would be great, and I would I would love to see how Instagram would change mm-hmm. um, if 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 weren't for everybody having to see like how how well did this post do? Yeah, you know what I mean that kind of stuff. Um, I just hate thinking about it. And I used to be huge on social media. I, I used to be selfie every day, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I, I just realized that my, it became like my life and I wasn't finding satisfaction. And yeah. I, and I will always quit something that don't doesn't give me fulfillment, you know? Have you done an Instagram cleanse? Have you been off the gram completely? 
Uh, I've never done a cleanse. Like I've just not used it. Yeah. And I haven't like deleted my account or anything. But there yeah. have been like a month where I literally didn't open it. Didn't check it. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like because I was I meant to cleanse. It was just because like I was doing other shit. Right. That's you the know? best when you're like too. Like, right. I've been too busy to check Instagram. The, the best the best days I've had are where I had, I couldn't update social media. The yeah, they got that days. screen time feature and on those yeah. slow days. I'm like, damn it, I've been on the phone way four too hours today. Yeah. What in the world? Mine was like yeah. four thirty six the other day. I was like, Ugh. oh boy, I need oh, to book boy. a job. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously, yeah. And 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 that's um, that's something that's hard too, is because when we're here, and we don't have a job. We see everybody else is working. Yeah, and you, you, it's hard not to be like, oh my god, why am I not? But you can't trust that because apparently a lot of actors like save shots from sets. They're yes. like, on set today. Yeah, and it's just some other corner set. of a set that they haven't posted yet. <laughs> so I don't trust anything. Yeah, yeah, you don't. And so is so is that encouraging? That is not encouraging. It makes no. you feel shitty. It makes you, you know feel shitty. I mean? And yeah, of course you're comparing yourself to other. Because if somebody, if models. an actor posted like, man, the industry is slow right now, I'd be like, thank God yeah, somebody else is going Summer slowdowns that. hitting me hard. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like nobody has ever posted that. I've never seen anybody post that. Yeah. And I would love to see that more. Yeah. And I think the other side of things is that you see these trends develop and people are like, well, that person's doing that and they're getting a lot of likes. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. so like you see like the travel blogger yep. and it's like you go to their page and it's all this sort of like tinted blue yeah. pictures and you're like, uh-huh. how does it, how do they curate this so well? And I don't know who follows them around and but, takes these beautiful photos. Yeah. Like I guess it's usually like their boyfriends or their girlfriends <laughs> or it's, it's some sort of relationship, but it's like there's so many of these travel blogger influencers, and it's like, yeah, how many times can you go to Greece? I don't. Know. I know, I know. <laughs> and everybody's pet will have an Instagram nowadays. Does, yeah. does Ellie have an Instagram? She Ella does not have an Instagram. Ella. She should. Ellie, you want an Instagram? <laughs> oh, look at her. She's she actually doesn't like having her picture taken. Oh really? Like when I put the phone in her face, she's like doesn't like it. Oh, love it. I have she's, to sneak it. She's off the grid. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Because I think every other pet that I know has. I know. Everyone's like, my dog has an account too. Yeah. Tag him. Tag him, please. And I love the people who have dog accounts that just have like a very modest, like a hundred followers. <laughs> yeah. like, they're still posting. They're yeah. still going. Like, <laughs> I, I, I made one for a cat that I babysat. That's funny. And the reason I made it was because I was like, I'm taking a lot of pictures of this cat and I don't know where to put them. So I yeah. just literally made the account so I could tag it. And her owner follows her and is like, oh, cool, pictures of my cat. Yeah. So that's really why I made it uh, because I'm not going to get famous off my friend's cat. <laughs> no. Know? So it, it's, it's, it's just weird. The, the, the social media thing is the thing that I've always put too much thought into, I think. Yeah, I try not to. But it's part of the job, so use it. And it comes up on this podcast all the time because it's, it's so front and center. And it's funny that like it's Instagram. Yeah. I know like the kids are on Snapchat and TikTok and like whatever else, but... When I'm in line at the grocery store, like everyone is fucking scrolling Instagram. through Instagram, yeah. and I do it too. Yeah, and I'm like, I try to like read the news every once in a while, <laughs> like play solitaire or something that like might help my brain. But it's just like I don't know what it is, and you just see people watching stories. Like mm-hmm. you get in the elevator at the gym, it's two floors down. It takes ten seconds. Everybody, everyone's checking stories, yep. and yep. it's like, what are we looking for? I know. I are know. we just like Between I like being kept up to date on my friends' lives, and I follow like mostly just my friends and people yeah. I care about. So that's a cool aspect of it, but. Like, what is it that's like, I got to hook myself back up to like the feet, right, you right, know, right. I got to get back to it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think about that a lot too. Yeah. A lot. And I always see when we, when people walk into an elevator, yeah, I just see how fast, it, it, how fast someone will I know. Like do the pocket check. And, and like, I, I judge myself. Like I go for it and I'm like, no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to sit here. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I'll look at the fucking wall. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'm just yeah. not going to look at a phone. Yeah. 
and I, I actively make that choice a lot of the time. And then I try to look and let's see who's, who else is doing this? Yeah. And it's almost nobody ever. Like it, it, everyone is looking at a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't judge completely because, I don't know, maybe they're reading a book on their phone. or Maybe, maybe they're, they're working. Yeah, maybe they're working. I'm glued to my phone because yeah. I'm getting emails about a job. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you can't judge. And like, you know, there's that classic picture of people on a train in New York all on their phones and the people on a train in New York all reading newspapers mm-hmm. in like the 1920s or something. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing. You're it's just an information in feed. You're still yeah. doing anything you can to not have a conversation with a stranger, <laughs> which, <laughs> you know, we all have that impulse. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but one other thing I wanted to bring up, and we're, we'll kind of be delicate about this, but you had posted on Instagram that one of your friends had like a really bad experience in a casting. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. That, you know, got into the sexual assault territory. Mm-hmm. And as a male model and male actor, I've never experienced anything that was untoward that, you know, made me uncomfortable, but I'm sure it's different for females. And like I said, I want to be delicate because it's just two guys talking about that, but right, can you share right. any details about that? And yeah, so it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't at a casting. It was actually the owner of an agency she was signed with, really? which is even worse. Yeah. Um, it's all bad in, in at the end of the day, but it, it, these are the people that you hire to protect you and mm-hmm. to have your back in this industry. Um, and when, you know, your guard is down like that. That's when they take advantage of you. That's just terrible. Yeah. And, and there's so many things that make me angry about the situation, but it's, it's just the fact that people are using their position of power, um, to take advantage of, uh, people that are none the wiser of what they're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and it was heartbreaking because I know a lot of the girls with the agency mm-hmm. and I reached out to all the ones that I knew, yeah. uh, about it. And, a lot of them wanted to just quit the industry, you know what I mean? And just leave it behind. Um, one called me like unintelligibly crying, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, and I had to, um, not talk them off the cliff, but you know, just calm them down because they were yeah. driving from, uh, where the agency was to my place just to get away from, cause that was down in San Diego. Yeah. Um, cause they just didn't feel safe. You know what I mean? And every story I hear of, 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 a um an agent taking advantage of somebody a producer taking advantage of of a girl or the most recent one that i've seen on social media was a photographer Mm -hmm. was putting girls in in um incriminating positions or taking um like photos of them without their knowledge in the bathroom like it's it it's disgusting and it it makes it, it it makes me feel a certain way about this industry you know what i mean yeah and i think it's hopefully becoming a thing of the past with all the you know harvey weinstein stuff that's been exposed and then Mm -hmm. on down the the chain and the fact that people can post about it on social media and say this happened to me or this happened to my friend uh if you want to talk like i'm i'm available because that's why i was i was so inspired that you did that because you know i have written about domestic violence and like it's a subject that's very dear to my heart so just the fact that knowing that there are advocates out there is is nice and gives people hopefully strength and courage to if they find themselves in a tough spot, get out of it. And this is one of the great things about social media is it, is it gives people the platform, people that are, have been marginalized or people that have been going through something to find support 
Yeah. Um, and I think this is where it's, it's social media just shines. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing because I talked about this on set the other day with somebody else, like back in the day when you were grow up in a poor neighborhood, all you knew was the people around you yeah. selling drugs or doing this. So what lifestyle you grew up in, you grew up in that mm-hmm. nowadays, you, as long as you have a phone and an internet connection, you see that people are doing music. They're making yeah. art, they're doing this. The exposure is insane. Avenues. Yeah. You have avenues. And nowadays with this, it's, you finding support. You're finding other people who are willing to speak up mm-hmm. in spite of the powerful men or people that are, you know, uh, attempting to stifle you. Yeah. So when you see other people talk about those things and people in your position, girls or, you know, 17, 18 year olds willing to speak up and, and take a stand, you're more likely to take a stand. You can reach out to those yeah. people directly. And a lot of times those people will answer you. And that is huge nowadays. And I do think it's becoming a thing of the past. Um, with, you know, pockets of people still sprinkled in there. Sure. Um, There's always going to be abuse of power. Always. You can't control always, that. Always. But the more people that speak up about it, the more people that take a stand and, like, as soon as they see something wrong, they say, they say something yeah. about it, that is going to be huge. And I think um, the more we can expose these people, the more that we can um, take a stand and say, hey, this person did this, yeah. you know, I, 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 and I'm putting it out there. Like, that's going to be the best thing that's going to happen to this industry. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that you put that out there as like, I don't know, it's vulnerable even from the position you were in of just saying like, hey, like this happened to my friend. Like if anyone wants to talk, I'm yeah, available. Yeah, yeah. You know, that could put some people off in some weird way or be like, I'm not here for your like proselytizing. Right, right, right. For but sure. But it's obviously more important than any selfie you could take. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and people Good did reach out who weren't involved in that specific situation, but they reached yeah. out. Um, for that and I'm, or for something that they went through, mm-hmm. you know, and then we ended up having a dialogue about it. Um, and it's always important to have, to give people support. Um, yeah. because the thing that I heard the most out of the girls that went through that was, I had nobody to talk to. I had nobody to right. tell. Um, and because it was their agent, you know, they couldn't even tell their agent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're young and they're out here away right. from their parents right. and they're, you know, being exactly. told one thing and whatever it's. All we can do is be that support network that you, right. like you said. Right. Um, but yeah, just sh- if you have an experience, share it. And if you can relate, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for doing this, brother. Yeah, I appreciate time. you bringing your uh, your valuable bits of wisdom from behind the camera in front of it. To yeah, the, of course. To the of table. Course. I just love talking, dude. I could do this all day. Right? Yeah. It's the best part about it, just talking. Yeah, just talking. Just, like, say, I hope anybody's listening. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we should go hit the gym soon. Let's do it. I'm, I'm there all the time. <laughs> Uh, right. Today's my rest day, but uh, uh, I'm at the gym tomorrow. Actually, I'm on set tomorrow. So How many days a week do you work out? Five. Five right. days a week, one hour a day. Uh, I mean, it's probably one and a half now because okay. I added like, calisthenics. And you're eating so. like 4,000 calories? Uh, about 4,000, yeah. Just under, I think. It's fun. That's a good That's a good amount of calories. Yeah, dude, it's annoying. It's like 90% of my days cooking and eating. It sucks. Rice and chicken, baby. Yeah, dude. Turkey for me. I'm a big fan of ground turkey. Yeah, pretty good. All right. Well, on that note. Awesome, dude. Thanks again. Good See you talking. later, kids.